we did a weekend uh, was it the last one on abuse mm. Andy, can you? Cup, yeah, Andy. Oh, I'll have a Diet Coke as well, please, Andy. There you go. Andy's doing well. But this is a serious one. So we did a weekend on abuse. It was, um, yeah, I mean, we could have sold the thing five, ten times over, but I always keep these weekenders low. Um, and it was, was well received, I think, mm -hmm. generally. Um, and then one of the questions I got asked right at the end, I talked about... Um, abuse and the doctrine of penal substitution, mm -hmm. the cross. And somebody asked me, one of the questions was, should, are we required to forgive our abusers? Mm -hmm. And uh, or are we required to always, always forgive our abusers? And my answer was no, which was met with some mm -hmm. shock. And it, it was so bad that even you had to stand up and make me sound nice, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, Did you cry? He didn't cry, no, yeah. but it was interesting. And so it, the nature of the Q&A was there wasn't a lot of time left for it. It's quite an involved topic, and we sort of left it. And I said I'll come back to it and maybe do a podcast on it because it's the question I get asked now the most. Um, and my position still is, no. Uh, my question is, does, does God forgive everyone? Did Jesus die for everyone? Does Jesus love everyone? Did Jesus forgive everyone? Um, and then, um, obviously, people come back with, with, with other things. My position is this, which I tried to explain, and I think you explained it better, Ian, at the time was, I'm not required to, for, to grant forgiveness in the context of my abuser. I'm not required to, give, to forgive someone who hasn't sought out my forgiveness. That's the, my first yeah. question. But should my abuser walk into a church, confess what they'd done to me, um, and sought forgiveness as a Christian, at that point I would then have a responsibility, regardless of how I feel about it, to forgive them. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel about the situation. But um, And then some people use the phrase, yeah, but you should forgive them in your heart even if they you never see them again and blah 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 mm. which i completely fail to understand where it comes from biblically unless mm. somebody corrects me um my point on that is i'm not going to forgive them in my heart what i decided in my heart to do was not to allow uh, my bitterness and anger and rage against what happened to me to eat up any more space in my life i handed it over to the lord and said, Lord, I know you'll deal with it justly. They'll either have divine retribution or if, you know, God's grace allows it. They're paying for their sins. Yep. Either Jesus is paying or they're paying. And I'm, I leave that and then that gives me peace. I haven't forgiven them, but um, I have no anger or bitter thoughts towards them. And I, and I really don't. And I think people were, conf you, you were trying to clarify, mm -hmm. but that, that's my position. It doesn't have to be your position. Uh, Amen. Thoughts on that? I, I think the confusion was there's a, there's a different, well, there's, there's a couple of things going on. Firstly, there's a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation, isn't there? Um, so. Um, What's the difference, Andy? So. Let's use me and my abuser, who's dead now, so that's fine, but how would you. 
if you were saying to me, there's a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation, apply it to my life in my situation. What do you mean so by I that? Think in, the, in the New Testament, forgiveness is the letting go of a debt against us. And reconciliation is a restoration of the relationship. Um, and so in, in you letting go of the bitterness and resentment against them, you are doing what Jesus has commanded us to forgive those who have sinned against us as we have been forgiven by, by Christ. But the next step is another word is reconciliation is the restored relationship. And you see that in our relationship with God as well. And it's two different words used in the Greek in the New Testament. Uh, to be forgiven is the, is the letting go of the debt and then to be reconciled with God and the, the two of them go hand in hand in a relationship with God in uh, Christ. Just so you know everybody on camera, Andy's so excited. He's doing a master's right now and his first paper is on Andy. A biblical theology of forgiveness. <laughs> um, so as you can tell, his paper is going to fail. <laughs> so, so, so carry on, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yes, thank you very much. For so what would you say to me out. then? How would you get me to apply those two things? What would your advice to me be? I, I come to you. I, I tell you, yeah, I tell you, I've oh, been yeah, abused. Yeah. Uh, I have no interest in meeting with this person. Yeah. Um, well, that, I'll tell you now. I'm coming to you as your, your co-pastor, <laughs> a Christian yeah. for 20 years, saying, "Well, let's just say she's still alive." But and there's others I can't remember. But um, I've no interest in forgiving her or being reconciled to her. What are you going to say to me? Yeah, I'm going to, as a new Christian, are you saying? No, now just win this conversation. Uh, well, I'll be, I wouldn't be forcing that on someone because. Um, but am I sinning? It's, it's a painful thing. Am I sinning? So I'm saying I'm not forgiving her. You're saying forgiveness is just. I'm not forgiving her, but I'm handing her over to the Lord's justice. I'm not allowing her to have bitterness. Are you saying I'm ju that's just forgiveness in another name? Is that what you're telling me? I'm, have I forgiven her according to your definition? Yeah, I'm saying it's the letting go of a debt against you, isn't it? So, yeah. Um, but not, in my eyes, not, I've not forgiven you, her. You're not, you're not holding, I've entrusted it to yeah, the Lord. Exactly, you're not holding that against her anymore. You've entrusted that to the Lord. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Now, the next step is, is not your step, I don't think. I think that's the step of the abuser if they are repentant to come to the abused and say i have sinned against you i repent and then but then it's not saying that's overnight but that's then a different conversation yeah isn't it? and and i suppose in that sense then do i only have a responsibility if they came to me do i have a responsibility to be reconciled to them if they come to me like that if only if they're a christian because they wouldn't use language like that but they came yeah. to me say oh, i'm really sorry forgive me, blah, 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 blah. But I think, which happens a lot, that this person is still lying and manipulating me and trying yeah. to, and, I mean, tr and trying to blag me. Yeah, and, and that's why it's, it's not a thin forgiveness, it's a thick forgiveness, isn't it? Oh, so. is, that, is that in your paper? Fifth <laughs> 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 Oh, he's on one. I'm, I'm going to ask him next, where thin and thick <laughs> forgiveness. in a minute. <laughs> wow, Andy, are you storing bitterness in your heart? I am. Because maybe we should be restored. <laughs> where is thin and thick forgiveness come from in the Bible, Andy? <laughs> thin and thick forgiveness. I can't remember what the context of what we were just talking oh, about. Just put he's me off. gone. <laughs> I was, I was, uh, oh, you I had some wisdom in there, oh, but it's did. gone now. Let me, let me quote Bart. You're quoting Bart now, aren't you? Uh, no, I'm not okay. doing Carl Bart, I'm doing Origin. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was your thing before? The boys aren't talking. Sorry, because Andy's talking. <laughs> Ian, on, what's your thought? 
so for me, <clears throat> an example, an illustration, since I like to be a man of illustrations, uh, somebody uh, murders my wife and then is sent to jail. I'm in my head all the way through the trial. I'm sat there thinking, I'm going to jump over there and smash your head in and get my divine retribution on you. And then I, I feel that I need to forgive him. My, my response would be, do you know what? I want to trust the justice to the judge. I'm not going to go and kill that man now. Do you know what? What's right is for me to allow the judge to deal his justice out on him. So for me, that would be the forgiveness. I'm no longer going to strive for my retribution. I'll trust the judge for the retribution. And I think that's where Mez is with his abuser. I think, do you know what? I'm going to release the anger and, 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 and need for vengeance in my heart over to the Lord. So for me, that is forgiveness. For me, that I would say that is forgiveness. And as in, you haven't gone to that person and say, I forgive you, but I think you're allowing God uh, to do what he's best at, mm. to judge in a holy and righteous way. I think when you talk about thin and thick forgiveness, <laughs> but for me, I'd say that's the thin mm. forgiveness, yeah. trusting God. The next step would be the thick, where you then display a supernatural mercy on grace on that person. But with that comes uh, a restoration, a, re a reconciliation, which is supernatural and not necessary. I think we're required to do the first bit, which is to trust God to dish out justice and not us. So is that what people mean by forgive them in your heart? Is that yeah, what that phrase that, means? I think what I think it might be hard for you. I'm not trying to be a psychologist or anything, but. What I was trying to say is, you've described forgiveness, although you're saying you haven't forgiven her. Yeah, yeah. That's the minimum requirement. For me, I think they're interchangeable forgiveness and reconciliation. There has to be two parties present, but interestingly, yeah. you're saying there don't have to be two parties present for forgiveness. Mm. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, I don't know. That's what I'm sorry. I, I think part of the problem is, isn't it, that we're talking about, um, talking about Greek terms mm -hmm. and then trying to put them in English. And like we all, we all know what forgiveness means in English. Yeah. It means reconciliation. Yeah. Right. You know, forgiveness means I forgive you. But you it's, know, it's one side of the same coin, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so that's that's the problem, isn't it? It's like a lot of things. We we we, we have all those associations with what it means in English, but that's not necessarily what the Bible means when it's using mm -hmm. the word. And, and that's that's part of the problem with some of these discussions with loads of stuff in it because it's so. So nuanced in many ways. But, but my motivation was to protect people out in the congregation who, at that time, and yeah. who, 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 who emailed me about this stuff and have read my book, that there's sometimes a pressure on people mm. who come from these backgrounds, they go speak to their church leaders or somebody in charge, who almost immediately then rush, yeah, but you've got to forgive this person. Yeah, they're angry, really they're raging about yeah. it. They're, I'm 20 years through the line, I, I, it doesn't, mm. but, and so I was just trying to stop, hang on a minute, we can't, bang that burden on someone straight away yeah I, I think there's a difference between like what we think of forgiveness today um compared to what it really is biblically mm -hmm. um it's not just oh i'm just gonna let, let that go and just give you a big hug <laughs> um you, you want justice don't you mm -hmm. but That's the problem is yeah. you don't justice, get justice and justice and forgiveness yeah, yeah. that's the problem um, i never had justice yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but i will yeah, yeah and so that's why i entrusted it to I think there's... Um, Do you see my point, though? You don't yeah. want to suffocate someone. Yeah. It's like everybody points to the Joseph story. Mm. Um, look at the... He gets done over by his brothers, but look at the end. Mm. You meant it mm. for 
bad, but the Royal Manic for Yeah, but they'd apologised. They'd, they'd repented. Exactly. But my point is, as well is, yeah, but it took him his lifetime to get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you want me to skip the lifetime of him in anguish and pain and working it all out to get there. We, you know, we... we even we the process, don't we? We disciple people in our communities, don't they? have been abused. You know, I've got people in our church been horrifically abused by, like, pastors and stuff. Um... And and people are saying, oh well, you know they don't they don't trust other people and they don't do this and they, you know they need to they need to just let it go and forgive. And I was like, it's not that easy, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes I think sometimes people who say, oh we just need people just need to let it go and forgive them. It's you know they've never sat and and seen the tears and the the, the yeah. breakdowns and you know the panic attacks and all that sort of stuff. And we need to we need to walk with people closer. We need to say this is the biblical truth. And you need to get there, but I am understanding and empathetic of, of why you're not there yet, mm-hmm. um, because it's brutal, isn't it? And that's where we need wisdom, right? Yeah, yeah. So, just, <coughs> just say as well, that doesn't mean you don't continually get waves of anger yeah. to what's happened to you. So there's people I've forgiven, and memories will spring to my mind, and I'll get angry, and I'll think of revenge, then I hand it back over to God, mm. uh, and trusting in his justice again. I think that's what Christians, well-meaning Christians who haven't suffered much, who who try. So this was another thing. The person who jumped on you, A, I was angry because if they'd have actually listened to the last hour of what was being said, they'd have left that question for another time or emailed it. It was insensitive to ask that kind of question at that point of time. Secondly, uh, understanding that forgiveness, how God God forgives uh, as a perfect holy judge is completely different now we forgive as fallen broken people who are still struggling with our abuse or whatever and uh, yeah so thirdly when we when we forgive somebody when we go through this process of uh, trusting that Jesus when he returns will 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 meet out his justice uh, to the unrepentant or either he's paid the price for them anyway that is that is hard to get our heads around mm-hmm. for for people who've pinched the car park in space <laughs> how many times do we get angry with people and one so when we've gone through some serious stuff like that it's, it's going to be an ongoing process where we continually uh think we've dealt with something and it's brought back up we're, we're, we're bruised aren't we and we're damaged and we're constantly being healed through a process of sanctification that i think people like to nitpick on theology mm. without using compassion and intelligence and common sense and and how many people in churches hold grudges against the elders or other people in churches and we're reluctant sometimes to call that out and and yet it's it's exactly the same thing and yeah we need to treat it with the same compassion and stuff because sometimes people have been really hurt in church life and stuff but it's exactly the same issue there needs to be a forgiveness or letting go whatever we're calling it and ultimately if it's in the church reconciliation but it, it, it's like a, it's a, a sliding scale, isn't it? It's, it's harder, it's, mm. it's, there's more at stake, and et cetera, et cetera. But the principle is no different. You know, it's, it's a heart change of letting this go to the Lord. The Lord, the Lord will repay. You know, he, vengeance is his. He will repay. When do we draw the line? In, so we're talking about compassionate, um, making sure we walk with people. People will come to this um, understanding. You're hoping over time as they mature, when do we draw a line with someone, and we know this, Sandy, from our, well, we all know this from our ministries, where you're with someone and you're like, look, yeah, I've heard the story, I understand, I'm sympathetic to it, but really, you know, they're milking it now. It's like, you know, they, oh, well, I, I can't work because this happened. Oh, well, you know, well, I, 
I cheat the brew because my dad did this. Oh, well, I, I drink. Oh, well, you know, I've hit me missus. It's not my fault. It's what I saw my uncle do. And do, do you know what I mean? And there are a few years down the line and you're thinking, when's the line where you go, hang on a minute, you need to take some responsibility here. Do, do, do you see what I'm saying? And not just be the victim. Mm -hmm. And that shows that they really don't understand the gospel. Um, well, maybe just superb, supremely immature as well, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about later down the line, yeah, they've yeah. had the gospel explained to them. They've been living maybe in the church as a Christian, and yet they're still not willing to take responsibility for their sin. And I understand, like, when you're coming to grips with that term, to start with when you've been a victim of abuse, that's going to be a, a bit of pill to swallow, as you've spoken about before, and yeah. it takes time I to... I wrote really, about in the book, right? Yeah, it takes time to really understand that. Um, and think through it and pray on it and it has to be a supernatural work of God's grace as Ian said um, and we've got to be very compassionate but if it's 10, 20, 30, 40 years in and there's still not any movement forward in terms of their bitterness towards their abuser resentment in their hearts blaming others for the sin they're now carrying out then that shows an immaturity and a misunderstanding of the gospel that hasn't really taken root in their, in their lives and that just takes wisdom doesn't it in terms of how long they've been a Christian how long much understanding they have, etc., etc. Yeah, I think I think it, it can be even early on though. It's it's when things become an ex it's like with any issue, isn't it? When something that's been done to me from outside becomes an excuse that I can excuse my sin, you know, whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. As soon as you say it's because of that that I'm sinning, it's nice. It's a nice uh, ring tune. It is. It is raw and uncut. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. I'm not going to forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got the John Rowe. <laughs> Talking of the need for reconciliation. He's got my car. Um, but it, it, it's like you know, if if you say, "Well, I've only done this because of that," then it's failure to take responsibility for your own sin, isn't it? And and it's you can almost approach the the two things differently. It's like, no, you are responsible for that sin, but and you understand you're still processing. It's like that. the trump card in any conversation, yeah. isn't it? This. And that per first experience I know, like, yeah, yeah well, I've been abused. Yeah. I mean, that is almost like they just pull it out, don't yeah. they? Yeah. There you go. That's what the rest of us do, though, Miss. You know, in, in that situation, the, the rest saying, of us can't say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I think, it out and just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What, what, what I've said is, like, you know, all right. I, I think, it, I can't remember, is it Paul Tripp or something? He has an illustration of, like, sin is like a vice and it squeezes uh, Sorry, external sin against us like a vice and it squeezes us. And, and all it squeezes right. out is what's already inside us. Mm -hmm. So that sin that's coming out of you is your responsibility you will answer to God for. And that per the, the sin against you, they will answer to God for. And we'll process that, but this sin at the minute that we're dealing with of, you know, beating your wife or whatever, mm -hmm. we're dealing with that right now. Um, and, and you will answer to God for that, or, or Jesus already has. And so let's talk about that now. So it's, it's wisdom about knowing the person, isn't it, as well? And sometimes people are so delicate with it. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to be careful in thinking that through, but it's knowing the person. I think we have to know ourselves as well, don't we? So for me, every sinner has a justification for the sin. We all justify it. Or if my wife was more loving, if my kids weren't so naughty, if I had more money, if they, we, we justify every sin we do before we do it to make ourselves feel better about doing it. And mm. the abused, they're no different. Mm. So I think one of the ways we can help the abused is we'll, we'll touch a bit on it in the conference tomorrow, but is we need to be realistic that these people are hurting but they're also sinners and they need challenging sensitively uh, and, and with some empathy but they also need challenging, we all need challenging and 
uh, I think it's unloving to allow people to justify the sin because of what's happened in the past, because they're self-harming, aren't they? They're spiritually self-harming, mm -hmm. and we challenge physical self-harming from an abused victim. If people are spiritually self-harming, we need to do it. And I'm a master of justifying sin, <laughs> and uh, so that helps me to see when somebody else is is doing it and think, you know what? These are the types of excuses that I've used in the past for me. Perfect example was I'm not so bad because statistics show that a, a kid growing up in a council estate from a lone parent family, you'd be in jail by now, so I'm doing all right. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fair point, yeah. right? I'm not on crack, I'm just on cocaine. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I was constantly justifying it, and uh, if you hadn't have said this, I wouldn't have nutted you. And I, I remember once saying to my brother, uh, oh, did you see that? He was bang out of order, wasn't he? And he was like, no, you, you were out of order, you're just an angry man. Mm -hmm. And I could never, ever justify uh, accept the fact that I was an angry man mm -hmm. until I got saved and I was like flipping heck yeah I'm just an angry man <laughs> yeah. as well in the Bible it's forgiveness and repentance I've got goes. to jump out for a minute don't forget your microphone oh. attached <laughs> we've only got f I've got to go in five minutes as well but okay I think as well I'll get the comfy chair then <laughs> uh, forgiveness and repentance yeah. goes hand in hand so um we can't come to God until we've confessed our sins and repented. Um, uh, and so those two, those two things go hand in hand as well. Um, and um, that goes into the New Testament as well, repentance and forgiveness. Um, so that's what I mean by like a thick forgiveness. It's not just like, okay, I'm just not going to think about this anymore. I'm not going to just suppress this anymore. Um, you know, forgiveness has to be something supernatural is happening isn't it and then in terms of reconciliation with someone there needs to be some sort of repentance yeah, yeah. I, I think sometimes there's pressure on people as well to to just rec reconcile so that you, you kind of like oh it's all pally and mm. da, da da you know and it's just like everything's fine everything's going to be the same but no if you if someone's abused you mm -hmm. you're not trust trust is not going to be the same you know you're you're the amount of time you you spend with them is not going to be the same your attitude to them in, in many ways is not going to be the same you know it's like if we have an abuser in the church mm -hmm. we got to take care mm -hmm. you know um, and it's got to be the same with reconciliation as well it can be reconciled it can be a brother in christ but we're not going to be busy mates mm -hmm. you know i think that that needs to be rea a realistic kind of thing that we that, that we think about in the church and, and just again <clears throat> for me it goes back to preaching and bible studies and praying and that supernatural work of God in what you find is uh, some people have gone through horrendous abuse as they come to understand the worth in Jesus, as they understand the forgiveness that they've had, as they understand that uh, this pain is being healed, uh, they're no longer defined by their abuse and now defined by being in Christ. Uh, supernaturally that we start to see these things change and where they stop uh, excusing the sin for the abuse uh, they stop being angry or, or depressed and uh, some people it happens sooner rather than later but the only way it happens is through the preaching and the word of God and being under the word of God we see supernatural things happen and like shamed when I've heard women who've lost sons to murder or I think women put men to shame a lot <laughs> and and who've gone through awful tragedies who, who were forgiven only through the supernatural work of God through 
through mm. uh, their faith, which comes from the word of God. Mm. Is that us? Yeah. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, Graham. Thanks, Miss. <laughs>